May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Please be seated. Monday service, and uh, I'm not listed in the program here, as uh, I understand this was published quite a while ago, but anyway, uh, I'm the deacon, and I think I know everybody in the room, so... But just a little of my background, as Richard calls him the supply priest, I'm, I'm the deacon, along with the three others. Anyway, I am a cradle Episcopalian, uh, uh, baptized and confirmed in, in the church. And as an adult, I was in Emmanuel Episcopal for many years. My children were active in the youth groups. And the only thing they asked me to do there was to coach the boys' basketball team for uh, a couple of years. And uh, they graduated from high school, went on to college, so they abandoned that. So anyway, uh, Marilyn and I lived in West County, uh, just about a quarter mile from uh, the Good Shepherd, and I wandered in there, and Paul and Walter and I started our association. He, uh, he invited me to be a reader, and then on the vestry, and then I was senior warden, and then I started taking some courses at the Episcopal School of Ministry. And I was confirmed on March 15, 2007. And while I got your attention, I, I wrote on here a little plug on the men's Bible, and three of the guys are here, and maybe one of these days a few more. But we've been going for 18-plus years, and uh, we've gone through the whole historical books, Paul's letters, and right now we're struggling with uh, uh, the letters to the Hebrews. And... Uh, we don't know who wrote it, but we're trying to figure that out. But from uh, our studies, I've learned a couple things. Caleb is my hero, and if you look up uh, him up on uh, Joshua 14, 10, 11, it was on my birthday cake, you'll learn a little bit more about, about Caleb. One of my favorite stories is where uh, David, with his hot head, was going to wipe out Nabal and his troop, and, and Abigail saved the day. They later got married. Our subject today is, of course, the washing of the feet. Uh, it must have been a great surprise that uh, Jesus answer, asked this, but let's put it in the contemporary phase. In the military, they have drill, drill, drill instructors called DI, and they're tough, and they're mean, and full of discipline. And I know because I suffered under some of them for basic training in officer candidate school, but safe. Say he walked into the barracks and said, Soldier, I'm going to polish your shoes, your boots today. <laughs> They'd have looked at him and Private Peter would have said, No, you're not going to wash my boots, sir. You're going on extra duty. <laughs> anyway, uh, I can imagine how they thought, You're going to wash my feet? Well, this is the Passover, which is, as you just heard, is the oldest and most important of the feast. All Jewish men back in Jesus' days were required to go to the Passover annually along with two other uh, uh, feasts. They're listed in the handout there. The uh, tabernacles or booths or shelters, and this is to remind them of the 40 years wandering in the wilderness. And the harvest or first fruits, or the Pentecost on the spring harvest, and I know you're all familiar with Pentecost from Act 2 of the book of Acts. So, the Passover 
started 1,400 years before the time of Jesus, as we read here, and that was after the 430 years in Egypt. Uh, The month of Exodus, as he said, will be the first month of the new year called Nisan. And as you've heard, you've got to spread the lentils with the lamb's uh, blood so the pass so the angel of death would pass over. So this became the standard, and uh, in the, the handout it tells some of the some of the Passovers I did find in the Old Testament. Uh, in in Book of Numbers, after the law was received, they did the Passover. In uh, five in Joshua, after they crossed the Jordan. And uh, they decided this would be a good time for the Passover, at, at particularly at that time, since the, since the manna stopped. They had to eat real food. We don't find much about the Passover during times of Samuel, David, and Solomon. Finally, two of the kings in, in the book of Second Chronicles, King Hezekiah celebrated it, and King Josiah. Josiah was the last of the of the good kings before the fall of Judah. Then after the fall, when they were returned to Babylon, they, uh, they uh, had the Passover during the book of Ezra. So with the three prophets ending the Old Testament, we heard nothing about it on the Bible during the intertestamental period, of course. And by the way, the men's Bible studied that uh, last year. So in this particular time where Jesus is, as you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were active as could be, so the, the Passover was quite important, as you know. Okay, um, last uh, week, Sunday, we, uh, where, we, where we are, now, last week was Palm Sunday, and we celebrated the uh, entry into Jerusalem. All five gospel, all four gospels recorded the entry, and I read you from Zechariah here. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous in salvation, humble, and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, a full of a donkey. He didn't come on a horse. That signifies battle. He came on a Donkey signifies peace. So, this is dur- during this time, up until the, uh, he gets the, the arrested late at night, uh, we have the various events. In the, the Synoptic Gospels, the three of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, record, record the Lord's Supper, the, the book of The Gospel of John does not. Jesus became very active after this uh, coming in there. You know, remember the one where he turns the tables over in the temple. And uh, he's talking and arguing and fighting. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the priests, they all knew that Jesus was stirring things up. So they were after him. And they wanted him to pay in taxes to Caesar. Remember the coin? So... uh, so here we are, getting ready for the, for the foot washing. But first of all, sandals were worn by the people there. The roads were dusty. And when somebody came to a, a visit somebody, they brought the jug of water out and they washed their feet, usually by a servant. 
So it was quite unusual that Jesus was offering to do this, like this, like the crazy sergeant that he was going to get. They were going to take to the psychiatrist. Uh, the, the Gospel of John is the only one that goes into detail on the uh, washing of the feet. And they, this cleansing was not only literally, but symbolically to it. And remember, they were all assembled there. And uh, remember how he did with Ju- Judas? He took the morsel and said, I'll dip it, and who I give this to will be the one that betray me. He did that, and Judas left. Judas was included in the washing of the feet. So the final part after this is the glorification and to love one another as this hymn we have today. And then just to digress a moment, this, this Last Supper and the Lord's Supper, uh, 62 years ago in Milan, Italy, I was at the Duomo on a tour and they had a life-size painting of the Last Supper. That was very emotional, and of course, I've never forgotten that. Uh, we've had the reading by Paul in 1 Corinthians today. Paul stated there, and in this, and in the Galatians, that he got it direct from the Lord. Of course, we know he got the word from the Lord directly on his road to Damascus. So after the Lord's Supper, after the foot washing, dismissal of Judas, Jesus talks of, of, to his disciples. He's giving them instructions. He knows he's going away. He knows he will be crucified. He knows he will be resurrected. But he's trying, he wants to instruct the disciples, prepare them for his absence. So we've already talked about the love one another. Then he goes into several others. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but except through me. And that's a pretty strong statement. He also, the one about in my Father's house or many rooms, and I will find a place for all of you. He talks about the promise of the Holy Spirit and called the Helper. The Holy Spirit will teach you, will help you. He goes into the I am the true vine and explains how he is associated with that. Then he goes into the hatred of the world. They will persecute you, he said. And then he goes more in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide you. It will think for you. It will help you talk when you're having troubles. And your sorrow will turn to joy. You will not see me, but later you will see me. Well, this was confusing him. They didn't know what to say. And then he goes in a little more positive. I will overcome the world. Well, they don't know what is meant, but after a few more, just one of them says, Lord, I'm beginning to understand what you're saying. So this is the way this wraps it up pretty soon in chapter 17, uh, which is the high priestly uh, part. And I'm going to get a little sup of water here. Anyway, our, uh, this high priestly reading is, uh, is on the daily reading, chapter 17, verses 
1 to 26 is on the daily readings. And it might help you to understand uh, Good Friday tomorrow if you would read that before the service. But I'll read the first two and the last two verses. When Jesus had spoken these words, He lifted up His eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify Your Son that the Son may glorify You since You have given Him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all You have given Him. And the last two verses, O righteous Father, even though the world does not know You, I know You, and these know that You have sent Me. I have known to them Your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which You have loved Me may be in them, and I in them. The next chapter in the Gospel of John is betrayal and arrest. I don't want to horn in on the program tomorrow. So, in conclusion, the washing of the disciples' feet was more than physical washing. It was cleansing of sin and showing His love for them. Even Judas was included. This and the final discourses uh, in, include these Jesus I Am. And by the way, there's seven I Ams in the Gospel of John. He prepared them for greater things you will do. And the Great Commission, I left out one thing. Right after the Zechariah uh, reading, we had a little something in our Bible group. We always have little questions now and then. And I said, well, how many Zacharias were there? And somebody said, well, Zechariah was the father of John the Baptist. And then John was the... Uh, uh, was the, the, you know, one of the late uh, prophets. Somebody said, well, there had to have been two or three more. Somebody said, there's five. And, and Bill Moore had, a, had his, ad, he added to it, and he, would, he, didn't, he didn't quite have enough. How many, Bill? 30. 30 named Zechariah. Anyway, Jesus has prepared them for greater things that they will do and the Great Commission. So let us, so let us pray. Jesus, you have shown us humility and love for us, and may we all strive to increase our love and devotion to you. Amen.